Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Happy holidays from A Better Way to Farm, where we help growers improve yields and increase profits. Big shout out today. Thanks to Jerry and Jane. They've got the sweater of the day. Got the cow with the cowbell. And we love it. I appreciate that very much. Guys, today is day six, and we're going to talk about sulfur. So let's talk about what sulfur does. What are the things that it's really critical? What is it a component of? It's a component of amino acids. It's going to help develop those enzyme systems and the vitamins in the plant. It's going to promote nodule formation on legumes. So that means our alfalfa and our soybeans are really going to want it. It aids in seed production. That's going to be grain fill, of course and it's necessary for chlorophyll formation. It isn't one of the constituents of it, it's just necessary for it. Guys, sulfur is a much underused secondary nutrient in the United States today. You know, there was a time when back in the day we used to get something called acid rain and what we were getting was sulfur dioxide. And that sulfur dioxide was falling and it was meeting our sulfur needs to a very large degree. Contrary to some of the environmental people want to say, we are cleaning up the environment a lot. And we're no longer getting sulfur dioxide out of the air. You know, we've lowered the sulfur diesel fuel. We've put scrubbers in the smokestacks of all the big factories. We've done a lot of things. It's just not there anymore. And so now we're going to have to look at how we're going to get our hands on it. What are we going to do? Guys, just a little side note. I read a study last night. And in a state that I'm not going to name, and it was this has been about five or six years ago, I think, and they asked farmers, said, should you soil test every year? And the growers, 82% of the growers said, yes, we should soil test every year. Then the next question was, do you soil test? And only 28% of the growers said yes. So in other words, 82% said we should, only 28% said we do. So there's a big, big, big disconnect there between those two. And so I want to make sure that we understand we don't go out and just apply sulfur because if we don't need it, we don't want to waste the money on it. But if we do need it, and about 95% of America does based on the soil test that we look at, then we want to apply it. Now, I want to talk about form because there's probably the right product is probably more important here than anywhere. Because here's the thing to remember, plants only take up sulfur in the sulfate form. What does that mean? That's why we are fans of applying your sulfur as ammonium thiosulfate, the liquid 120026, or ammonium sulfate 210024, a dry product that you can broadcast, or potassium sulfate 005017, 17% sulfur. Guys, you know I'm not a fan of potassium chloride. There are countless reasons for that. And everybody says, well, potassium sulfate's much more expensive. It is, but you're also getting 17% sulfur. So that sulfur has great value if you need it. And then the potassium is in a form that's much friendlier to the soil. One of the things I want to talk about in adding this, and I read this in two different books, a product like zinc sulfate is a terrible idea to put into a liquid starter. Zinc sulfate, manganese sulfate, some of these different sulfates that you can get for micronutrients that have sulfate with them will make the biggest mess you've ever seen when combined with liquid phosphorus. So be very careful of that. We don't want to have a problem there. What else do we know about sulfur? Well, in countless studies, it's been proven that sulfur will reduce high mag in your soils if 
you have adequate calcium. That's the important part. There has to be adequate calcium there in order to do that. So if you're fighting high mag soils, we talked about that yesterday. What do we do? Well, maybe we take like a brilliant zone commander and we run it through and we cut slots. We're not tilling. We're not working anything up. It will look just like somebody just took a knife and drew a line through your field. But we drop that baby in 20 to 22 inches and we break up those two compaction layers. And then we apply gypsum. And if our calcium is high enough, we will drive some of that magnesium away. One of the things that we're fighting in America is over the last 50 years, our overuse of nitrogen has destroyed the ability of our soil to hold sulfur. And if we can't hold sulfur, that means we have to reapply it every year. Now, we're aware of the fact that sulfur is a product that, you know, it takes almost as much sulfur every year as it does phosphorus to grow a corn crop. And yet we apply a lot of phosphorus and phosphorus sticks around. It's not very mobile in the soil. It tends to move less than an inch a year, but sulfur is going to run away from you. Reading from the Midwest handbooks, just to show their importance of it, sulfur is rapidly becoming the fourth major plant food nutrient for crop production. It rivals nitrogen and protein synthesis and phosphorus in uptake by the crop. Plants usually absorb the sulfur as a sulfate ion, and it is not retained in the soil. And to any great extent, the sulfates being soluble tend to move with the water and are readily leached out. So that means that we've got to control it, we've got to manage it, we've got to pay attention to it to make sure we've got it going. Now guys, one of the things that's important is to say, how do you diagnose a sulfur deficiency? Well, number one, obviously we like a tissue test. We wanna see that plant tissue analyzed and, and that will confirm it. But just from a visual and we're looking at it, oftentimes sulfur is misdiagnosed. If someone looks at a field and the corn is getting yellow, not with the venal chlorosis, but just turning yellow, it's nitrogen. Apply more nitrogen, put on more nitrogen. But here's the deal. If your corn plant is turning yellow at the bottom, the old growth is turning yellow, that's a nitrogen deficiency. But if your corn plant's turning yellow at the top in the new growth, that is a sulfur deficiency more than likely. And so that's kind of the ways that we can distinguish that. We want to make sure that we're paying attention here and applying the right nutrient. And again, I always encourage you to tissue test and be ready to go with that so that you can know exactly what you're getting. The only thing I want to share out of the books today is from Donald Schrieffer and from The Soil Up. He has some very interesting things to say here. Sulfur is not only necessary for the conversion of nitrogen to amino acids, but it's also a constituent of two sulfur-bearing amino acids, cysteine and methionine. These two sulfur-bearing amino acids are essential to all animal life, and their presence determines the biological value of protein. An animal cannot live very long without these. He went on to, there, there's several more things about there, but what he's saying is inadequate sulfur makes for low-quality grain, so adequate sulfur will help with test weight. But here's the part I really want to point out today. Today, I want to point this. Low sulfur will invite the invasion of insects and disease in crops. Guys, with the breaking out of tar spot, with all the disease pressure that we fight, with all of the things that are working against us out here, one of them should not be something that we create. We should make sure that we have no hidden hunger in those plants. We should make sure that we have no deficiencies. Only applying NPK is inviting deficiencies there. We know we're going to be short in some micronutrient or some secondary element. We should test for those and we should fix those because when we have the healthiest plant available 
The healthiest plant possible, we're more disease resistant. We're also more drought tolerant. And copper and sulfur are two things that really help fight off disease. We know that in nature, in the soil, there's a ratio that exists. It's 100 parts carbon, 10 parts nitrogen, one part sulfur. All right, 110 to 1. And so that's why we recommend that in the fall, instead of buying some high-dollar biodigester for your corn stalks, we recommend 5 gallon of 28%, a couple gallon of ammonium thiosulfate, a quart of our WEX product, and a pound of sugar. We're going to feed the bacteria that are there. We're going to get help get that ratio correct, start to pay that carbon penalty, and move on. And guys, it is our belief that unless you have sulfur levels above 50, when you apply in, you should apply S every time. The guys that are working with us are being pushed very hard to never apply 28 or 32 unless there's 120026 with it. Because we know we have to get that ratio right. There are times that we do things that just feed the plant. And anytime we band, we're feeding the plant. We're forcing it in there. So even if we're short on sulfur, we can force some extra nitrogen in that plant if we do it in a two-by-two band. But all things being equal and just a broadcast program, here's what happens. The soil eats first and the plants eat second. Why do I say that? You go out here, you broadcast 28, you broadcast urea into stocks, and that carbon to nitrogen ratio is going to take over. And then the nitrogen to sulfur ratio is going to take over. And that's going to lock up in the soil until you get it correct. When the soil gets what it wants, it will then release and let everything go to the plant. But the plants don't get the first table. They get the second table. They get the leftovers. And so we want to make sure that we have that ratio of 110 to 1, carbon, nitrogen, sulfur. Because when we get that correct, everything else starts to work better. Guys, sulfur is a super important nutrient. I want to make sure that we're testing for it, that we're addressing it, doing the things that we need to do. If you find value in what we do, we would ask you to please share this with a friend. Give us a comment here. We would love to hear from you on how you're applying your sulfur. What form are you using? How are you putting it on and when? So I'm going to be getting on the road headed to Madison, Wisconsin. If you would like to meet me up there, I would love to meet you up there Thursday and Friday for our Fundamentals of Agronomy training. You can give me a call. I'll be driving all day, 641-919-1206. Send me a text or just give me a message right here on the Facebook page. Tell them I'm a Nebraska friends. We're coming to Kearney. We can't wait to meet you. We can't wait to see you. We'll be out there Monday and Tuesday. I hope you guys are really having the merriest Christmas holiday ever, and I hope you're having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.